So tell me who else you've you've had on your your show. You know? Yeah, well last last week I had Billy Sheen on. <gasps> wow! Yeah, so cool. Actually, it was really so cool. He does tapping stuff. Yeah. Oh man, it's, I, I, well, so I um, right. So what I know about Billy Sheen really is, uh, I guess, Mr. Big. Yeah. But the thing that really blew my mind was the particularly the first David Lee Roth solo album with Steve Vai, Billy Sheehan, yeah. David Lee Roth, and who's the drummer? Oh, man. Uh, uh, I don't know. I don't remember. Anyway, right, so yeah. that that album, it's called Eat Em and Smile, yeah. and it's really live-sounding. It's recorded really kind of like Van Halen 1 or something, except with less reverb. It sounds really like just the musicians in a room. You yeah, know? yeah. Well, actually, you spoke about Whereas that album. the second album. Did he? Yeah, saying like... What, know, did he, what did he say about No, just that like he wrote you know, a lot of those riffs and like Steve Vai would come in and like you know double up on what Billy had already written. Which is right. interesting. Yeah. Because I, I asked yeah, him like... Yeah, that's really interesting. A lot of doubling in that. So even some, yeah. of, the, some of the guitar solos, like on... Um, so there's one song which is, I know is a uh, Billy Sheehan song. I think it's credited to him on yeah. the album called Shy Boy. Yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah. And the guitar, it's got, it's got like a whole tapping section. Yeah. Which is actually a bass solo, and I think Billy Sheehan wrote the solo as well, and, yeah. and Steve Vai's doubled that, you know. Yeah, yeah. So, yeah, it's really cool. I think the second album, Skyscraper, I think is more. This is more Steve Vai influenced, because um, it's way more produced and the yeah. songs are more weird, and yeah, more Vai, you know. Yeah, a lot of overdubs on that album. <laughs> yeah, a lot more overdubs and weird effects and stuff, and I love them both in different ways, you know. But, yeah. Um, yeah, I love Billy Sheehan. He's he's uh, he's brilliant. And what's he doing right right now? Who's who's in his band? Yeah, so he's they just finished a tour with Mr. Big. I think oh, they still got a few more to go. Uh, so it's really cool because they were in Melbourne, so I got to you know, interview him at the hotel. Got to meet up with him. Oh. It was excellent. Yeah. So, but he was saying like the winery. Really not yeah. Him, yeah. But the the winery dogs just like his main thing. He was saying like he really that's his heart oh, and soul. Yeah, yeah. yeah. He said yeah, the three piece. He really likes that um, that vibe. Well, he creates such a big tonal range with his bass, and he's got so much treble in his sound, and yeah, he he, he plays a lot of notes. He's able to play a lot of notes if he wants to. So it's like you know, he's good in a trio. I think it works really well. Yeah, that's right. Well, definitely, you know, you don't need you don't need two guitarists. Do you? you don't need another guy. Yeah, yeah, <laughs> that's right. Um, and that yeah, knows? so who else do we have? Um, so I, mean, I had a few guys from the UK. I had. Jamie Humphreys. Do you know Jamie Humphreys? Um, I don't know if I've ever... Oh, yeah, I met him once at okay. a trade show, but I didn't have anything... I, I know of him because I'm a guy who's, like, read guitar magazines, especially when I was younger, not so much now, but yeah. I would get Guitar Te- Techniques magazine every month and learn everything I could have time for in the magazine. Yeah. And he used to do a lot of transcribing and lessons for that magazine, yeah. So I know who he is, but... Yeah. Um, yeah, I, I just remember meeting him and him being very, very, very tall. Yeah. <laughs> so I can really remember. Yeah. Uh, who else? Thomas uh, McLaughlin? Um, oh, right. So he, he uh, had the... He had a connection that, with... Is that the, the very young band that Steve Vai produced? That's right, yeah. Yeah. I, I don't know what he's doing now. I have no idea about that. I should listen to that podcast. Yeah, we well, just released an album. I think it was uh, this year or last year. Yeah, he got a new, new album out, which is really cool. Okay, I'll check it out. I'd, I'd be because he was doing kind of shred stuff. Yeah, but it wasn't super 
it wasn't super fast, super technical stuff. What was really quite amazing about him was like his feel at such a young age. That's right. Yeah. You know, so yeah, yeah. It, I mean, he was great technically, you know, but it was like to be honest, anybody can be great technically. You know? Yeah. <laughs> you yeah. can train a, a, a robot to do that. You know, so it, it's like. Yeah, it's the other stuff. Yeah, yeah, I'll check that out. Yeah, I've actually got two talk, podcasts talk, with him. Tell me one more. I really want to know who you've been talking to. It's so exciting. Yeah, um, yeah. With the Thomas one, I got the interview with him, and I got another podcast where I break down his album. You know, play bits of each track and uh, break down his playing as well. So that was really cool. Oh man, that's so cool. Yeah. Oh. oh, maybe you could do that with my next album. I yeah, don't know, you might not want to. No, no, I'd love to. <laughs> um, our Frank Gambale. Really? It was really cool to have on. God, I love Frank Gambale. Yeah. So I'm going to tell you a funny about Frank Gambale. I don't know if it's really that funny. Yeah. But um, so I was at the Guitar Institute yep. in London okay. uh, for three years. And, um, I was, you know, I'm such a teacher's pet kind of a guy. I did. I wasn't so much at school, but definitely um, when I was at the Guitar Institute, I worshipped the teachers, you know, the, yep. the amazing, amazing players. And um, so there's one guy called Ian Scott, who's the head of guitar. He still is the head of guitar there, I think. And um, he was at um, the LA Musicians, Musicians okay. Institute with Frank Gambale. They're in the same band together. Oh, I've jumped ahead. Anyway, so the first time I met Frank Gambale, I was about 17. I was a guitar teacher in my local music store. He came in to do a clinic for Laney Amps. Oh, yeah, yeah. He brought in The Great Explorers, his album, on mini-disc, the backing tracks on mini-disc. Oh, he was yeah. going to play over it. Yep. Um, we didn't have a mini player. So. Oh, no. <laughs> so he got out the tab book for this album. Yeah. Uh, and he basically asked if anybody could place the chords from it. So I, I just went through going by the chord symbols, trying to give him something to play along to. Oh, um, really? It's funny because actually I sat down. He gave me, I picked up the book. I sat down on an amp. Yeah. Like, you know, you could just sit on an amp to play. Yeah. So I got a guitar off the wall, sat down on an amp to play. And then Frank came and sat down on the same amp, just kind of nudged oh. me over with his arm. Oh, really? And sat down <laughs> back to me on the same amp. So I was sitting back to back with Frank Gambale. We were playing for about an hour. And then I was taking solos and stuff. And oh, it was wow. fucking amazing. It That's was unreal. so great. And then I met him again at the Guitar Institute because, you know, this teacher, Ian, who knew him really well, said, oh, this is John. He's going to play with us today. And the teachers played a song and I played with them as well. Yeah. But he hadn't remembered me hadn't remembered me from like two years before or whatever mm. even though we sat there for an hour it was a weird situation he didn't remember me and then um i went to see him at gig um at the jazz cafe yep. like another year two years later and he still didn't remember me oh, really? so i don't know if he'll ever remember me at all but obviously i made no impression on frank gambale whatsoever <laughs> oh, i can no. tell you he smoked regal cigarettes which is a quality brand no don't smoke kids i know yeah, but I remember him like he just kept nip- nipping out of the back of his guitar store for a cigarette. Yeah. It's like it was quite for me to imagine this guy from Chick Corea Electric Band, yeah. amazing guitar player, just just one of the greatest guitar players in the world, just nipping out of the back for a cigarette. It was the first time I think I saw. I don't know. It just seemed weird. It <laughs> seemed incongruous to me at the time. Jeez, that's unreal. <laughs> that's, yeah. weird. that's amazing. <laughs> I'm bumming a cigarette. I'm bumming a cigarette off Frank Gambale. Holy yeah. shit! Yeah. You know, uh, unreal. But yeah, he's just a legend to me. Like yeah. all these guys, total icons to yeah. me. And it's uh, yeah. Well, who's originally from uh, here, from Melbourne, from Australia? Yeah, yeah, yeah. I know. Yeah. Yeah. Who <laughs> um, yeah, else? Well, yeah, so I uh, Jennifer Batten was on one of the earlier podcasts. <laughs> ah. 
Jennifer Button, I've told her. I have to hunt down online. Oh, really? Tell her, Jennifer, I'd like to tell you, you are so important. In my music. I don't know if you care or not, but like you are so important in my musical life. Oh, like, really? She did a series of, of columns for Guitar Player magazine in the 90s called Wiretapping. Yeah. And they're like all these slapped harmonics, hammer-ons, hammer nothing... She did sometimes do lead guitar stuff, but it was a lot of rhythm guitar stuff. Yeah. So kind of slapping the guitar. So hmm. slapping and tapping. So there's no picking and strumming most of the time. There is sometimes, but it's on electric guitar. But so much of that stuff yeah. that I learned um, is a massive influence on my acoustic guitar playing. You know, really, really huge. And one of the reasons that I like um, into those kind of techniques, you know, she's just so important to me. So, yeah, oh, okay. I love Jennifer Patton. Yeah. I've never met never met her. I would just love to meet her. Yeah. Oh, I'll get the email, so email her. Say, hey, want to meet up with you? <laughs> yeah, yeah. I think I, I have spoken to her either on email or social media before. Okay, yeah. You know, but I, I just think she's a, yeah, she's just a legend. Yeah. She really is. Yeah, that's cool. And I heard a lot, a lot of the um, yeah, rock guys too, like from Firehouse, Warrants, Great White, you know, those guitarists. Right. Wow, I'm really getting your era now. I'm really getting your era. Yeah, yeah. Well, I was pretty much grew up in the the rock. Yeah, you know, I was a big Van Halen fan. And... What, what's what's the guy from Great White called? I forgot his uh, name. Mark Kendall. Oh, I'm thinking of a different guy. Then. Yeah. It's, um, huh. Yeah, Warren was jo- had... Joey Allen. And then... Isn't Dan? Wasn't Dan Huff in Great White? Is that his name? Shit, man. Sure. <laughs> I don't Oh man, I might be saying the wrong name. I don't want to, oh, be disrespectful at all. <laughs> yeah, it's, I, I don't the kind of that kind of hard rock yeah. shred guitar. Yeah, I, I don't really listen to much of that stuff anymore. I'll never leave Satriani and Vi behind. I can't. It's just I. It's so just a part of me. Just like they're like the Beatles. They're that important to me. Yeah, yeah. But, um, yeah, that's cool. I don't listen to much of the of the kind of shred rock guitar stuff yep. anymore i do occasionally yep. but you know not not so much and i i sometimes and when i do it's like i, f- I feel great it's really nostalgic it's uh, but yeah um yeah. <laughs> but for me like I, I so i have lost touch with that stuff yep. more than i would like to and the internet has reintroduced me to some things and reminded me how much i love it and so yeah yeah that's I, good yeah i was trying to get um lw on but um Unfortunately, yeah, I'm not sure if it's going to happen or not. Because <laughs> he was another big influence yeah, in my mind. A... I'm sure you'll get him. I'm sure you'll pin him down. I'm sure you'll pin him down. Yeah, well, I think he's on tour at the moment, so maybe that's why he's um, been busy. Yeah. Yeah, because my, my main three influences was like probably Eddie, Aldi Miola, and John Williams for the classical guitar. Oh, and, oh, okay. and Tommy Manuel, of course. I went to see... Oh well, I've known Tommy for years. Yeah. Well, not you know, we're not like close mates or anything, but oh, he's such, such a nice guy, you know. Yeah. He's, he's absolutely. I think he's the best guitarist in the world, and maybe one of the best guitarists really who's ever lived. Yeah. And it's funny, he's not. He's he's mostly he does do some new stuff, and I've oh my god, I've, I've stolen loads of his ideas and techniques for you know slipping into my own music. Yeah. Um, sometimes subtly and sometimes not subtly enough, you know. But <laughs> you know, I do my best. But it, it, but Tommy is is. Not somebody where he's more of a traditional player, you know. He's than, yeah. you know, he's not kind of post Michael Hedges style crazy tapping and tuning. He plays standard tuning, and yeah. he's mostly plucking and picking. And but 
it just the, he's taken it to just this new plane of of just technical quality, and because his technique is so good, yeah. he's able to play melodies this incredibly expressive way. And to me, when he plays melody, it's mm. like you know, it's phrasing. It's like Sinatra or something. Yeah. It's just ah, oh. <laughs> Tommy's just just a total master, you know. Oh yeah, yeah. yeah there's a reason why he's playing huge venues all over the world. And there's a real reason for that. It's it's not it's not just like yeah. <laughs> luck and stuff. He's just he's just a magician and great artist. Yeah, I yeah. love him. Well, actually, his um instructional DVD he brought out a long time ago. It's probably similar to yours in a way that is that you know more explaining about the guitar and not not saying hey, do this riff do that, you know. So it was probably similar in that type of way. I don't know if I've ever watched his instructional video. I, I must have done at some point. Yeah, I must have done. It was a long time ago. Yeah, I don't, yeah, yeah, yeah. I know the one you mean. I can picture the cover actually, but I don't remember if I. You know what? I probably own it. I'm probably talking complete crap, and I've watched it like fifty times. I yeah. just can't quite remember. <laughs> I've learned a lot of his stuff from. Just, just watching him. I've seen him live a lot, yeah. and I even I've been looking to perform, you know, on you know, open for him or play on the same festival bill oh, okay. as him or, or or whatever. I think the first time I opened for him, it was like two thousand. Oh wow! And I was, I didn't know what the fuck I was doing, you know. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> I was just completely realist. And um, I got to the venue in Leeds, which is the city where I'm, um, um, I'm based, and. Yeah. Um, a venue that I knew the owners, you know, I think, and mm. I got to the venue, um, ready to, you know, with my guitar ready to open for Tommy Emmanuel. Yeah. And it's before he, it's before Tommy had kind of broken through, I guess, outside of Australia. Yeah. yeah. Um, but, because there were only maybe 20 people at this gut. Oh, this really? Gig, right? Wow. But anyway, I, I got to the, I got to the venue and the manager came up to me and said, Oh, John, I'm really sorry. But, you know, we told them that we had this guy coming to open for him. It's this local guy. Oh, and they said, "Oh, we don't we don't have any supports because Tommy likes to play a long show, and um, in the contract it says no supports." But you know, oh, well. the manager hadn't noticed that. Mm. So I said, "Oh man, that really sucks." I was all geared up to play, and I was really nervous, you know. Yeah. Um, so, the, that it's like you don't you don't want to waste all that emotional effort, you know. Yeah, so I right. kind of um, I said, "Look, can I speak to him?" He's like, "Okay, I can only ask." Yeah. I think maybe now I wouldn't have done. That. I would have respected that decision and been more professional, but I was a kid, I didn't know. So yeah. I just, we was over eating his dinner with his sound engineer, Bubba. Mm. And um, I, I, uh, I went over to him and said, oh, hi, Tommy, my name's John, I'm a local guitarist. I'm really influenced by, you know, Michael Hedges and Nicky Genfan and Preston Reed. And mm. um, uh, I just, you know, I sing as well. And this is what I do. And I was supposed to open for you tonight, but then they've told me no support. And obviously that's cool, but, I don't know, would you be interested in here? maybe letting me play your song or something? Yeah. And he just looked at him and said, okay, you can do it. You can do it. It's cool. Just, you know, don't do too long. It'll be cool. And he was really nice about oh, it. Oh, wow. But then he said to, said to Bubba, his engineer, right, okay, you need to go downstairs and sound check this kid. So <laughs> Bubba was really pissed off, right, because he was eating his dinner. Oh, no. But he came, but he came downstairs with me. Yeah. He's a legend, Bubba. He's a legend. And he came downstairs with me to the venue. I've never met either of them before and I you know I plugged, I plugged it in with my guitar which I still have my uh, my Wilma my louder guitar and I plugged it in with my pickup system it was a pretty experimental pickup system I was trying to use <laughs> yeah. and you know my shitty stereo cable that I bought from Radio Shack or whatever and Bubba <laughs> was spent 
an hour sound checking me, oh, really? just explaining to me all the things that were wrong with my sound, everything I needed to do to try and get the sound that he could see that I was trying to get, yeah. you know, in a really respectful way, but just like, he was just laying it out for me. You need to change this, this, this about your guitar. You need to change this, this about your pickups. You need to do this. Even like I was talking about my playing wow. and, and say, saying things that I could change, you know, in order to get a different sound through the speakers. And it was like, it was unbelievable. Really? <laughs> it was so, I'd never learned so much about sound yeah. particularly my own sound as I did that, that night it was amazing and then I played it went pretty well yeah. um, I thought you know <laughs> but also I split my finger there's a thing where you can kind of you split your finger skin can split along yeah. the fingerprint yeah it really hurts it feels like a deep cut it really hurts oh no and uh, so I got backstage and Tommy was there he said you know how did it go and I said oh it was great but look I've, I've split my finger <laughs> and Tommy said oh don't worry um, you know, take a deep breath, and then he got some super glue and put it put it on my finger and glued my finger back together, which hurt oh, like man. fuck, but it stopped it. Getting worse. Oh, so Tommy got super glued my finger back together, and then he went out, and I'd never seen him live before, and never seen videos, just heard things, you know. And um, so he went out and played to these twenty people and me and my girlfriend at the time, <laughs> now my wife, and uh, I was like, oh. I thought I was quite good. <laughs> shit. <laughs> I've got a long way to go with this acoustic guitar stuff because holy shit. Holy shit. I cannot. Oh my God. Oh yeah. You know. Yeah, it's right. Like I said to you before, like you think, I can't do what he's doing. Yeah. I'm going to learn the bits of it that I like and I want to play. I'm not going to learn everything that he does and try and be as good as him at what he does because that's a lifetime of work and yeah. I want to be myself you know so yeah it's just one of those moments where you think i can't learn to do all that no mm. way so yeah, yeah. <laughs> that's good yeah, that's well. my tommy emmanuel story for now yeah. from later but, well, you know, well, he's brilliant yeah well i supported his brother a long time ago back in about probably 1990 yeah that's cool. very bad news about his passing yeah, yeah i know yeah, it was terrible but he was a great guitar player too I he was great, yeah. He yeah. was great. I heard him play um, a couple of times, not live, just recordings and, and, and stuff. But um, I remember one time when I toured in Australia and when I got to a couple of the venues. Um, I was one in Newcastle and I can't remember where the other one was. And yeah. um, they had uh, Phil Emmanuel posters on the wall advertising his upcoming gigs in yeah. the same venues. And I thought, wow, that's pretty cool. Yeah, <laughs> that's yeah. pretty cool that I'm playing in the same place. Yeah, he a... plays, you know. Yeah.